For learning models, I think uh, find out how best to learn. That's also where yeah, the eighty twenty also applies to. You might find out that yeah, while you can read books, you can listen to audios, you can watch videos, you got you retain more information or you understand better through videos. You might understand better through auditory channels. You might understand better through reading, reading the text. Or you might understand better for some people, for some people, some people's uh, learning mode is uh, dramatic in that they understand better when this thing, when the information is acted out in front of them, when it is demonstrated. First, find out how best to learn. So that, that will help cut down your, uh, cut down the amount of necessary effort you will be applying. Find out how best to learn and then get the, uh, Tailor your learning to come through your, your preferred uh, means of learning. And for timing, I mean, if if it is one thing about time is that you always ha- you always have time for things that are necessary. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Creatives Chronicles. My name is Raite Maker, and today I'm not alone. As always, I'm joined by the one and the only, the man and the legend, Boss UK Chukunda. Thank you so much for joining us today, Boss. Yeah, thank you, and uh, good morning, everybody. Yeah, we're doing this at uh, the crack of dawn, like really early in the morning. So <laughs> if you hear somebody's voice sounding somehow, uh, just know that it's the... Uh, we have no taking coffee this morning. <laughs> all right, all right. So um, coming from um, the New Beginnings episodes, we are going in a different direction this morning. We are talking about learning models, ways we learn stuff, how we learn, we are deconstructing, how we do stuff, how we learn stuff. But let's, let's um, look at your story. When you started um, your part in, in tech, what was it that worked for you when you were learning? Was it memorization techniques or talk to us? How did you learn? For tech, basically, as in you learn by doing, since it's a practical subject, you, you learn by doing. Then I used a lot of books and also you have to recognize the context under which I learned. Then YouTube was not as popular as it was now, so... Uh, and uh, internet access was not widely available as it is today. So I learned mostly using uh, books and written materials. So although that, that was good for me because I, I, I like reading. So for some people, some people will learn better using video or audio. So I think people have to take into, into uh, cognizance their they have been the learning model that suits them well, that works for them. But whatever uh, medium, whatever media you you assimilate in information more more efficiently in, you also have to practice. Since tech is a practical subject, by the time you finish assimilating the information, either through video, through audio, or uh, through through written text, you have to put it into practice. I realize that for a lot of people, most of the time there is no immediate feedback on learning. So it's like um uh it's it's harder to stay on track when you don't immediately see like um tangible results and maybe you are, some concepts are still like um over your head. 
um, well, how, how did you get over this um, period of, um, okay, not really seeing immediate results on, on uh, your learning? That, that is where the practical actually comes in. That is what the practical does. It's supposed to give you uh, uh, feedback as to well, how well you know what you think you know. And that is also the purpose of examination and tests in school. You don't, after reading and attending classes, the exam is meant to test how well you, you retain, understand those concepts. So that's the same thing. I mean, people should not just read and take in new information, watch videos and stuff without practicing. Practicing is actually a, a way to deepen, to deepen what you, the information you've assimilated and also it serves as a feedback mechanism to tell you how well, how well you've really assimilated this information. It's really retained from all the information you've assimilated. Mm. Okay, uh, there's this meat. Uh, whenever you ask someone, why haven't you done this or why haven't you learned this thing you say yeah, you're going to learn, the first thing that comes out of almost everybody's mouth is they don't have the time. <laughs> uh, and most of the times, uh, w- w- when someone gives you this excuse, you'd be like, okay, like 24 hours of your day just disappeared or something, or... um your 24 hours uh, shortened or something. Why do you think people make this excuse? Why, why is it that people say they don't have time? Uh, and and but the same set of people would create time for some other things that are maybe not as rewarding as this thing they say they want to actually learn. But why do you think this is? It isn't necessarily a myth, although it might be symptoms of bad time management, which happens to everybody, including me. Yeah. So, I mean, left to our own devices, we will find we will find activities to fill up or to to use up all our twenty four hours, even if the activities might not be might not be beneficial or might not be what we were supposed to be doing at the time. So I mean, it, it always happens that, you know, they say nature abhors the vacuum. So it left our own devices, we always find things to fill up our 24 hours with. And then uh, if, if our prioritization is faulty, we might use up our time doing the wrong things. So most times when, when people say uh, they don't have time, uh, they might not actually be, it, it might not be completely inaccurate. It's just that the time is being the time might be used up with, uh, with might be used up doing things that are not uh, beneficial or necessary at that point in time. So mm-hmm. I think time management is something that it doesn't come naturally to human beings. It's something that you have to you have to consciously work at. Uh, uh, were there systems that worked for you, or could you recommend some systems for time management that you feel would be really productive for anyone starting out? Yeah, basically, uh, writing down your tasks explicitly. What, are, what what do I have to do today? Rather than just waiting to react to things. So I have to do A, B, C, D, E. When 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 you have when you have uh, your tasks definitely set down like that, it helps you manage your time because you know ex- exactly what it is that you're supposed to be doing, rather than having big ideas of what your day is supposed to be like. So when, when 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 you have that, that's that's also the usefulness of to do lists when they are properly utilized. Okay, I have to do this. I have to go to the market today. I have to read this. I have to go here. I have to go here. And at the end of the day, you also you also that's where feedback comes in. So you also go through your list. 
what and what was I able to do today? Did I hit all these things I was supposed to hit today? And also not 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 cluttering your day with too many things. Most of even in the to-do list, using to-do list is advisable to have not uh, to not have much many things to do to do that day. Like and you can only have three items. It's better to to put in a few items and do all of them than putting many items on your list and you don't hit any of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is this thing I like to um, tell anyone that wants to practice uh, to do this system. Like, um, there is the eighty twenty principle. Like, not every activity we actually um, take part in would be rewarding, would contribute like significantly to our bottom line. Like, find out the twenty percent of activities that you're going to take part in that would really, really be rewarding. And when writing to do this, be realistic with yourself. Like put time constraints on each of the activities you want to do or each of the activity that, that you would engage in that is really productive for you. Like say you have to uh, master a particular step in a process or maybe a part of an algorithm or however it is. Maybe it's a design and you want to do maybe the logo then, then create realistic time constraints. Like say, okay, this part of this project, this is how long it is going to take. It's going to take 30 minutes. It's going to take 20 minutes. When you give yourself this time constraints when doing your to-do list, I think it's going to help like you to be more realistic about certain attainable goals and managing your time effectively. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, you don't have to set it about being too precise because most times you can't effectively measure what is supposed to be the right approach. So you start where you are and then work from there. So you might initially budget 30 minutes for um, for an activity. I mean, I don't know that you need hours. And also, uh, speaking to the 80-20 uh, principle, most, uh, most times it's, it's not always immediately apparent which is the 20% you're supposed to be focusing on. That is mm-hmm. something that does not come immediately, it comes with time. And that's where experience and also and also uh, measurement helps you point out. When you've measured things over a, a, a certain period of time, then you can see where the, your results are actually coming from or where you get the the best uh, results for any efforts put in. And sometimes you, you might need to do those uh, 80, 80% to actually be able to pinpoint the trends that are valuable. True, true. True. This calls to mind that, okay, whenever, whatever you're doing, there's need for reviews, there's need for like, it's called introspection. What is it called? Uh, like you look back at what you have been doing and be honest with yourself about what is working and what is not actually working. Yeah, introspection is right. So that's, that's the measurement, that's the grading. Mm-hmm. I think it was... I think it was Socrates that said the um, unexamined life is not worth living. So examine people, measure, measure, measure what, what is working, what is not working, what needs to be changed, what needs to be improved on. Yeah, that's true. And also, even, I think there's a passage in the Bible, either by uh, David or, Sol- or Solomon, that says, teach us to remember our days so that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's where introspection comes in. And then being able to measure, not just carry on with activities, but measure the effect of such activities. It's true measurement, you know where to expend your efforts next in improving. Yeah. 
Awesome, awesome. For me, any habit requires effort. It requires like real effort. And I think another thing that can help is um habit stacking or creating systems. For instance, like because the the more uh unconscious we make an activity, like the less cognitive load we we we, we face or the less stress we face in doing any activity, the easier it becomes. Like if something becomes so much part of your day, it becomes um, less less of an ask for, from you to actually do it. Like if I know that if I just wake up every morning, I jog or exercise like for, for the first 30 minutes of my day, like there's going to be a point in time where it's no longer going to be like um, work again. It will just feel like routine. It will feel like part of my day. The, the focus should not be on making uh, activities effortless or easy because while it is, it, it does not hurt for them to be easy. If the focus is on making them easy, then uh, that is where we we'll spend that is where we we'll spend our energies instead of focusing on the activity. Instead of focusing on running, you be spending your time trying to make the running uh, more habitual, or you try to make the running less. Uh, difficult for you to do in the morning, especially when you want to sleep. But if it is necessary, then you don't care how easy or difficult it is if it needs to be done. When you're reading for examinations for those that are in school, you don't give too much thought about how easy or difficult it is. You do it because it's necessary. And most times, uh, when it's not necessary now, then you might be able to rebuild out or find excuses. So I think the focus should be on making those tasks necessary. Mm-hmm. They might they might get easier over time, but they might not. But once it is necessary, it it, the, it doesn't matter again whether they are easy, because some things won't get easier, and you set yourself up for disappointment when you are trying to you are trying to make things easy that won't necessarily get easier. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Because I I was just assuming that um the um less work we have upfront to actually start something, the the um the more doable it becomes. Yeah, but that that's that assumption is correct. And even in trying to achieve a task or trying to, to take care of a task, it, it helps to break them down into manageable bits. Mm-hmm. That, that's the same way we operate optimally. For example, when you're eating, you don't throw the whole plate of food down into your mouth. You take them down in bites and by taking it in bites, you can finish as much food as your stomach can contain. That's the same way too we should approach tasks. Take them down in manage cut them down to manageable bits and bites and, and deal with them that way. To uh, break break it down into uh, manageable bits and find ways that um, you could reduce the effort upfront. Like if you have to do this, um, what, what should be in place? Um, do you have to have like um, a cup of tea waiting for you in the morning before you start coding, or do you have to uh, start researching? Do you have to make anything available? Do you want to prepare your mind first? Do you want to read books first? How do you learn? What is it that works for you? You might not know it at first, but like uh, Bosiki said earlier, do that 80% work, like study, watch videos, um, and then find out what actually the ways you learn. And then your 80% of your um, efforts and ability and and effort should be put into actually doing those things that are optimal for you that you've seen that actually produce the results you want because it takes effort to actually learn. 
It's your passive. Yeah, it is. And also, um, you said something about uh, um, finding out and setting things up to, to, to help you take on your task. Maybe if you need a cup of tea and such and such and such. Mm-hmm. Right? That is good. Sometimes that also, it's, it might also be counterproductive in that, uh, when we, we are not, uh, when we don't feel like doing something, well, we tend to look for excuses, and the excuses might not always be verbal. Sometimes they can be active in in that. For example, let's say if I don't feel like opening my computer to type codes, and then I can say, okay, I can use the excuse that I need to. I've not learned enough. I've not read enough. I've not watched enough YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. So I can spend the whole week watching YouTube videos and not and not doing anything. So most times we tend to look for when you, when you find out that you're relying. A lot on proxies for action. Then it seems that you're 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 trying to use those as excuse to prevent yourself from doing the real action. So don't spend much time on all those preparatory steps. Mm-hmm. So don't once your focus starts being on the preparatory steps rather than on the action, then you're using those as an excuse. So you should find out why exactly you are running away from the tasks and get to it. And most times it it looks harder before you start, but when you start it starts getting easier. So just like somebody you don't have to wait for the tax. The tax won't get easier by itself. You don't have to wait for the tax to get easy. You start and it gets easier. But it won't necessarily get easy, but to get easier for you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 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 So don't wait for um the whole conditions to be perfect. Start before you are fully ready. He that he that regards the clouds and also True. If you keep looking for the, the, the perfect weather, you're not going to get anything done. And time is free. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. So find out what it's going to uh, be an excuse and kill it before it, is, it even becomes an excuse. And don't let the preparation be the excuse. Uh, if it's going to stop, you just do it anyway. <laughs> Someone says that um, when it is either sink or swim, like when you are dropped inside um, the middle of the um, a pool, uh, man, he says human beings can be so powerful that we can develop uh, amazing swimming abilities when it is a do or die thing like when um, the reasons for doing it actually becomes uh, survival <laughs> it is really 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 motivating yeah it's, it is that, that is a, a brutal form of learning but <laughs> it is very effective in that uh, uh, Darwin's theories Nature's nature's nature nature's most brutal theories and self-evident there are not displayed. For example, survival of the fittest. If you don't sink, if you don't swim, you're going to sink. And you're not, the only people that will survive are people who have uh, passed that particular test. And there you have no no need of uh, excuses, and you're only going to focus on what works. Because if you don't if you don't uh, apply the right strokes, you're going to take in some water. So you have immediate feedback if your actions are not effective. Yeah, so, and also people have, uh, humans have, uh, animals generally have great, great survival instincts. So most times, all, all the excuses we put up are, are when we're in a place of uh, relative comfort. So when, when, when things aren't uh, as pressing or when things aren't in such a dire uh, situation, you're not put in the survival mode. 
But when it comes to that, people can be very resourceful when they need to be. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. So, boss, um, since te- the tech field is one that always requires constant learning, what are some practices that, that you think would help uh, creatives stay on the top of their game that will help them stay, um, that will make them not to be irrelevant in the industry? Yeah, I think uh, number one is information. What's, what's going on in your particular chosen field of, uh, of practice? What are the new tips and tricks? What are, what are the new technologies going on? Yeah, I think it's information. And the information will influence and inform the necessary steps that you need to take. How best to get this information other than listening to podcasts, subscribing to industry newsletters, and reading blogs? Like, I think that, that is how you get it. I think there is no other better way. In a particular field or industry, there are known channels of information where you get uh, happenings and all those things. So you have to pay attention to those known channels of information. Awesome. And um, remember that you have to get your hands dirty. I think it was Zed Shaw that says um, in, in his book, Learn Python the Hard Way, like you must type out each of these exercises manually. If you copy it and paste, you might as well not even do them. The point of these exercises is to train your hands, your brain, and your mind in how to read and write, read, write and see code. If you copy and paste, uh, you're cheating yourself out of the effectiveness of these lessons. So, as in, you just have to do the work. Like, you, you can't escape it. There is no shortcut in that part of the process. Like, it's a must. You must do it. You must do it. You must do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can cheat. You're learning to ride the bicycle. You can't, you can't cheat. You can't copy like you would do in an exam for your school work. Mm-hmm. So you, either you learn now or you learn in future under uh, maybe less favorable circumstances. But if you have to, you will definitely learn either now or later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone says you can bluff your way onto a project, like you can bluff your way to get a project. But um, if you don't actually execute on the project like uh it's it will be disastrous like on the end the other end of it yeah of course getting getting your foot in the door it doesn't necessarily always rely strictly on your abilities but actually when when you've gotten into the room staying in the room it will require your abilities yeah and if you don't have any you can't you can't uh, you can't fake it or it will be extremely difficult to fake if you don't have any awesome 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 so uh this um summarize we've taken almost 20 15 minutes let's um, recap for creating good learning models best practices well for learning models i think uh, find out how best to learn that's also where yeah, the 80 20 also applies to you might find out that yeah why you can read books you can listen to audios you can watch videos but you retain more information or you understand better through videos you might understand better through auditory channels. You might understand better through reading, reading the text, or you might understand better for some people. For some people, some people's uh, learning mode is uh, dramatic in that they understand better when this thing, when the information is acted out in front of them, when it is demonstrated. First, find out how best to learn, so that that will help cut down your uh, cut down the amount of necessary effort you will be applying. Find out how best to learn, and then 
get a tailor your learning to come through your preferred means of learning. Then for timing, I mean, if, if it is one thing about time is that you always ha- you always have time for things that are necessary. Mm. Of course, while it is both true and false that you don't have time, it's also entirely true that once something becomes necessary, you have time for it. Mm. Those, those students who who uh, love uh, who put partying and other social events before their school work, we find out that during examination time, when it's time for exams, they always have time for their books. Sure. Uh, of or not is another matter, but they always have time for their books. So uh, make you what is it necessary? So that that's exactly where you should you should start with first. Is it necessary for you? Then if it's necessary, find a way to work it into your day. And maybe it's time to to start grading grading your your daily tasks on the scale in a priority scale. Which one can you bump down and which one can you bump out entirely? And so that you can fit in uh, things that are more relevant or useful to you. Awesome. Awesome. Just getting the willpower because uh, as human beings, most of the time, we know what to do. Our problem is not ignorance of what to do. It's actually the will to do what needs to be done. Most mm-hmm. times the problem is ignorance. We know what to do. Even while we will keep browsing uh, blog posts about the newest ways to do the same old, uh, old, old, old things. Basically, we're just looking for, we're just looking for uh, easier, easier shortcuts, easier way, ways out. For example, the wellness uh, or personal fitness industry. People that want to lose weight know what they, what needs to be done. But mm-hmm. the problem is that most people do not want to take the hard roads. They, they do not want to do that. So they go looking for easier ways. Maybe if I can only drink something, I will lose all this weight without having to walk up the sweat. Or if I can do this weight, if I can charge this blog post for new new ideas, I can lose weight without having to go to the gym and 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 stress myself. So I think we, we always know what to do, but finding working up the will come out of the difficult is coming. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, boss. Uh okay, we are going to get a little personal. When you were starting out, was there any bad practices you engaged in that you think some people might be uh, at risk of also falling into as a beginner or as a uh, someone that is starting over? A learning bad practice that you felt um, got you? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, focusing on proxies for action rather than action itself. For example, I spent a lot of time gathering new, new textbooks. But at the end of the day, I ended up not reading. I had I had over a gigabyte of uh, Java textbooks alone. Mm-hmm. So I, just, I I spent a lot of my time gathering new textbooks instead of consuming the, the ones I already had. And two, I felt I had to read all of those textbooks cover to cover. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't. It's, and that's something that I've learned after years of reading books cover to cover. You don't have to read a book cover to cover. Uh, just it's it's supposed to be uh, the reference, reference guide. The reference guide. So not not all books are meant to be read cover to cover. So for some, you just go taking what you take out what you want and apply that. And maybe when next you need information contained in the book, you come and pick that one out again. It's, it's more efficient and effective than reading the book over together. So, wasting time on proxies for action 
and excuses for actions rather than acting. And then, uh, and then uh, not being very efficient in whatever choosing a learning methodology that I preferred at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me it was videos like gathering plenty of videos, and I think this is also a challenge for a number of persons. Like you go for any meetup, first thing you ask if you say, um, "Who could give you videos and videos and videos?" And um, if you look at your um, hard disk, you have like over twenty gig of worth of uh, information material. Like, and uh, most of the times this becomes a distraction. Like, um, you, you start doing the uh, next shiny object thing. Like um, any cool, any cool new tool, you say, "Hey, who has videos for this?" You collect the videos. You register for plenty online courses, like register and register and register. And you end up not even taking any of them to start with. Uh, I think this was something that also affected me when I was starting as a designer. I have a lot of plagues, plagues, beginners. It's very common. So you, you don't have to know everything. You just have to get. Uh, information enough to start and then start. It's not a question of have to. You can't know everything. So I guess once, <laughs> you start, once you start there, or once you once you face that reality, it tends to put things into perspective for you. You can't know everything. Okay, okay then what next? I mean, that's where you should start first. The, the, if you plot it out on a graph, the function of things you can know is a turn curve. You've seen a turn curve before. Mm. It does not touch. There's always an asymptote. It does not touch the axis. Yeah. You can't everything. So that that's something you should you should accept. You should uh, accept at the beginning. Then how much of the things you can know do you want to know? There's how much you want to know. So there, there's also how much you need to know. So what most times what you want to know might be uh sometimes or most times it might be it might be more than what you need to know. In or in other cases too, it might be less than what you need to know. So focus on what okay, what you should know. Those are your interests. Then what you need to know, if you want to work uh, as a creative, either as a developer or designer, there are the things you need to know. So you should work on that. Mm-hmm. Start with that first. Then the, the things you want to know, those those now those those are let's say uh, those are personal or uh, extracurricular pursuits. You might those might come later, but you should prioritize what you need to know first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think another word they will call it in the startup world would be MVP, like the lean method. Like, uh, you uh, pick your the barest minimum. What is necessary? Mm-hmm. You can you can keep the the fluff and uh, the nice to have until later. As mm-hmm. You get the. The, the, to maximize the uh, amount, the results you can get in the shortest possible amount of time, you focus on what's necessary. Wow, it's really, really been an interesting conversation this morning. I must say, thank you so, so much, boss. It's really been fun. It's really been fun. It's really been fun. We will continue next week. We will continue next week on these conversations. Uh, before we go, uh, the nugget of the day for our audience. I think uh, break down your tasks into into manageable uh, steps, into manageable bits. Okay, okay. So break it down so you don't get overwhelmed. Like um, <laughs> most people, they really, really um, 
they are either to the extreme of any of the two, like either they are breaking it down to too many bits that it becomes not manageable, or they are so vague that they are not specific exactly what, what actually they want. So break it down into bits. Yeah, so to remember this, uh, think of your task, the way as an actor, go after your task the same way you go after your food. Mm. <laughs> that's that's, that's a, a, a simple analogy that will help. There are some people that can swallow carry balls the size of football. See? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're those that can't take something bigger than a tablet of paracetamol, also break it down that way. So that one is a is a, is it's one of the few areas in which your mileage may vary. Just like we said last week, as in your context now comes into place. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and for me to be uh prioritize like you can't do everything like uh Bosuke said earlier there is a limit to what you can do. So define what it is that you want to focus on, then go after it. Like go after it everything. As Eric Thomas said that and when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. When it becomes a necessity for you to actually succeed, sink or swim, like when it becomes uh, the question of survival, it changes your perspective about what you have to actually learn, what you have to actually do to practice what you are learning or what you are um, trying to get through. Just go out and execute. We'll see you on the other side of creative awesomeness. Boss, thank you so much for your time. I, I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. All right. To come your way next week, have an amazing weekend. Mm-hmm.